This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Over place. That's all good. And we're back. Not wasting any time here because I literally got to be off this at 3 o'clock. So without further ado, I don't know why I say that. That's like something people say as MCs or like hosts. Like without further ado, like what the hell does ado mean? I got to look that up in the dictionary. Without further ado. Go ahead. You know what ado means? No, no, no. no. it was just like this. I don't know. I, 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 well, I watched iCarly when I was younger and there was like this ado joke. So that just reminds me. Don't say it because I've never seen an episode of no, iCarly. It was, just, it, was just, it was just like this guy's name was ado. And he's like, my name is ado. And they were like, without further ado, and he just interrupted it. It was a bad guy. joke. Let's just no, run it's, not a, it's not a joke. It's a real thing. I've never watched an episode of iCarly. Somebody that's watching or in the chat can relate to that era of Nickelodeon. Uh, without further ado, episode 215, the Nets bounce back after the worst loss of the season. It is what it is. We have a winning record. Cam Thomas is back. Dennis Smith Jr. is back. Ben Simmons may never come back. Let's start the show. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Talking by Keith McPherson. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 215. 215, that's Philly, 215. I don't rep Philly, but that's their area code. 215. I actually think we, I think it's I think it's actually 216. Uh, I think last it two, episode was 215. Yeah. Oh, bro, that shows you how cooked I am. It's not even a good way to come in. We're on episode 216. I thought this was 215. I'll fix it. I can fix it. There we yeah, go. I can I can edit it too, man. I how many episodes of Talking Nets have there been? Two hundred and sixteen. I've been on every one of them. Monday is always tough coming off the weekend. Honestly, bro, I'm not gonna hold you. Having a kid has changed my entire life. Like nothing else is important. I get wrapped up in like taking care of my son, and it's a full time job and a full time thing. And yeah, so this is two sixteen. Nets bounce back after the worst L of the season. That. That lost Thursday night to the um, to the Hornets grinded my gears. It's just like you can't lose that game. And the Nets have been in so many close games down the stretch that you had confidence that they were going to find a way to win that game. And, of course, they lost. They lost. They lost Terry Rozier. And we'll, we'll get into it. So tonight, today, it is uh, – today It's not tonight yet. It's afternoon. Um, getting close to 2.30 on this Monday, December 4th. Sean Carter was born December 4th. 
Jay-Z's birthday. Uh, as I say that, Young Black is on it. Happy Jay-Z Day, everyone. Sean Carter was born December 4th. <laughs> Jared Williams says, iCarly was a classic. Uh, I'm a grown-ass man, dog. I ain't never watched no iCarly. That's you guys. You young boys, that's your era. Did you ever watch Nickelodeon growing up? Or like, what was of like your I channel? Did. Of course I did. But when I was watching Nickelodeon, I'm old. Older. I was watching Alex Mack. I was watching all that. I was watching my brother and me. Right. Mm. Like I know some of old heads listening. Like, yeah, tell them, yo, Keenan and Kel. They come. Yeah. They came out with a new Good Burger. I was watching Pete and Pete. Like I was watching. You know, I was watching stuff on on Nickelodeon that kids now are like, I never heard of that. I never heard of that. I was watching Ren and Stimpy, bro. I was watching that type yeah, of yeah. Nickelodeon. You guys were watching Ned's Declassified, and I just seen some <laughs> crazy stuff on the internet about Ned's Declassified. <laughs> hey, Ned was getting the Ned was getting getting talked off. <laughs> yo, this podcast, bro. This podcast is so unserious. This Snick, yo, remember Snick? Wasn't there a stick? Like a a stick with a name, uh, man. Nickelodeon had all of us because we really didn't have good internet. We didn't have phones. We didn't have apps. We were all watching Nickelodeon. I was watching Guts. I was watching them climb rocks. Um, I was watching uh, Family Double Dare. I was watching Salute Your Shorts. I'm going in with that old school Nickelodeon. But yeah, shout out to Ned. Ned was Ned was you know I thought Ned was a little bit of a, a loser, but. Come to find out when the cameras wasn't rolling, Ned was really like that in those streets. Shout out to Ned. Yeah. <laughs> Will, Will Simmons said the Ned, the Ned's pod is really good. Yeah, nah, I'm not, I'm never listening to it. I just ran into <laughs> some clips on Twitter where I was like, oh whoa, this is this is brazy. Oh, Drake and Josh, sure. Yeah, that was my um, show. Yeah. Um, Zach and Cody. I know y'all was watching Zach and Cody. All right, anyway. We're supposed to talk Nets on this podcast, <laughs> but I think this podcast is starting to become just like Nets fan, chill, hang out, talk about the Nets, but talk about everything else. I appreciate our community. Jared, Will, I already shouted out Young Black. What up, Perk30? Um, some other people will pull up. BX Rep 19 I know uh, Breezy hit my line with a voicemail. Uh, Joel will probably pull up. Ramon Castro. So the Nets are 10 and 9. All things considered, again, like my vibe, I haven't really been vibing with the Nets as far as like, yeah, this is a great team or whatever. I'm kind of down the middle. Uh, I'm kind of just like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And going into the game after we did the podcast, uh, we did the podcast Wednesday, then we had the game Thursday, and then going into that game, <laughs> news, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> some Nets news. The Nets say Ben Simmons will be out at least two more weeks after receiving an epidural injection in his back. Simmons has not played since November 6th. It's about to be a month since Ben 10 has been on the floor in this season. Not last year, not the year before. This season for your Brooklyn Nets. So we'll start there. How do y'all feel about Ben Simmons? My neck, my back, my neck, and my back. My back. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the worrying part was the epidural because that's what they gave him, I think, before the Celtic series when we got swept or was that, or is that, it might've been last year. I can't keep up. I've never seen a guy this young get so many epidural shots to his back. If he's got chronic back problems, 
you should shut it down, bro. You, this should be your last season in the NBA. You should shut it down for your own health, your family, your wellness. It's okay. You made your money. Um, what did I tell you guys? And I'll go back to Alex. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. When we were talking about Ben Simmons, he was on the cover of like GQ Australia. We all saw the videos and the pictures. All oh, Ben Simmons coming back. What did I tell you? Whatever we get from Ben Simmons is a bonus, right? When you get a little bonus bet on FanDuel, you'll you'll make a little nine, ten leg parlay. You don't care. You just throw that bonus away. Like, cool, that little bonus $10 was cool, but it was nothing I was really banking on. You can't bank on a Ben Simmons. I never was banking on Ben Simmons to be a part of this team. What hurts uh, is that I, I know his teammates were. I, I could hear from the way that Mikel Bridges – Cam Johnson, some of these other guys talked about Ben Simmons and his role on this team this year, even Jacques Vaughn. I think they do really believe in Ben. I think they do really believe he wants to be a part of this team. So maybe he is hurt, and, and I will give him some benefit of the doubt there that maybe he really is hurt, but, like, it's not even benefit of the doubt at this point. If you're that hurt, shut it down. If you're that hurt, like, like just end it because I hate playing this game of, like, Oh, you're a Nets fan? When's Ben Simmons coming back? Oh, what do you think about Ben Simmons? I don't. I never thought nothing about bro. I never thought bro should be on the team. After all is said and done, for the Nets to end up with Ben Simmons and, um, you know, be, be going through this saga for now three years, I'm good on it. Unsubscribe me. Do unsubscribe me from all Ben Simmons alerts. Because even healthy, what Ben Simmons did you see on the floor that you're so hungry to get this guy back? You're so thirsty to have this guy back. Of course he can help. Of course he can help. He's a former whatever, blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is this guy has been hurt so much, has missed so much time, and we're coming out of an era with KD and Kyrie, and what did they do? They all, they, they missed time. All of these superstar guys missed time. Give me the Mikael Bridges, Iron Man. This team is running behind number one, calling him him. We saw what he could do for real this weekend. Like, Give me more Mikael Bridges, Iron Man types that don't miss games, that are available and go out there and play. And I think he's leading the way. And there are other guys following in, you know, his uh, not footsteps, but following the trail that he's blazing that are going out there trying to be available, trying to compete. I got no time for the Gucci, Louis, Fendi, Prada model on the sideline. And that's just me, folks. I'm in this as a fan. I'm in this to watch the, the team. I'm in this to root for the Nets. And like, he's not really a part of that. That's just what I got to say on it. Anything that we could get out of Ben Simmons was always a bonus. And I think that might already be done if he comes back. So what? You have to move forward as if he's not going to actually be able to play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because I actually thought those first few games when he was playing, he actually wasn't terrible. Um, was able wasn't terrible. Like, if that's what we're saying about this guy that is waiting in the wings and we're waiting to return, he wasn't terrible. But, he, I mean, like, he played he, – he was getting open shots for his teammates. He was arguably our best rebounder. Um, obviously still playing great defense. Um, it was just the frustrating part was that he was never aggressive, wasn't shooting, and – um, 
you know, he wasn't playing the so full allergic to like, the rim. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like what, what I saw from him is what I expected of him going into the season. And I was fine with that. Uh, it was just, I like my, uh, my dad was doing a, a fantasy NBA draft and it's the one with like categories. And my dad's like, ah, I kind of need a guy that gets like assists and rebounds. And he's like, Oh, I should go for Ben Simmons. I'm like, Enjoy half a season. Uh, I mean, like you're gonna, you, you'll you'll be happy with like a if little bit that. of stat paying everywhere, like a yeah. little bit of everything. Let's, sure. Let's put but, this out there. Half a season. Yeah. If Ben Simmons plays half the season, I owe everybody in the chat a dollar. You know how you guys send money to us when you're watching your super chats. If Ben Simmons actually plays 41 games for the Brooklyn Nets this year, I, I'll Venmo everybody a dollar. Or I'll see you and I'll hand you the dollar cash. That's out there. Like. It's just I wouldn't <laughs> bank on it. I wouldn't put a single dollar on it. He's like he wasn't supposed to be here. They got finessed into that, which whatever. Uh, all in all, yeah. like, you know, Ben Simmons, James Harden. We don't have to go into the whole discussion about Harden and what he's doing and where he is. But uh, yeah, Ben Simmons for me, I'm I'm done. Unsubscribe me. Uh, if he comes back, whatever, bro. It's just like I can't be worried about people that are unavailable availability is your best ability uh, availability is your best ability in sports i'm done i'm done i'm done that's the era we just came out of with the superstar names that barely play the nba is trying to fight against the load managing which i don't think this is load managing i just think this is a guy that he he's not, the not player he once, yeah. no he, he's not the player he once was he does have some issues but like it's so vague as far as like well what's the deal like is it enough where he could champ it out? Are you hurt or are you injured? And I just, I don't think his motivation is to play. You rarely ever see this guy wearing Brooklyn Nets gear on the sideline. Like there are memes of Kevin Durant that went viral with the look where he had the hoodie on Brooklyn Nets. When you see Ben Simmons on the sideline, he has to wear designer from head to toe because in his subconscious mind, it's okay. Everybody can see me. I'm going to show how much money I have. I'm going to show how fresh I am. Are you a model or are you a hooper? Go do the modeling. Your back, you don't, you don't have to worry about your back if you're doing the modeling. We over here, we want hoopers. We we want a team full of dogs. We want a team full of guys that are, are trying to play. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, all the time I mean, I've got for Ben Simmons. Alex, go ahead and say what you gotta say. Yeah, I'll just finish it with um it, it was a bit naive of Jacques Vaughn to go with uh an offensive system that was built around him kind of fast paced and getting uh, players open. So I, I, he, he needs to figure it out quick to try and go for a plan B. And we'll talk about, about the Hornets game. Cause that absolutely did my head in uh, with how bad we were. Um, and uh, last thing on Ben Simmons, I, I, I don't, I don't blame him for his injuries. Back injuries are very, very serious. And I don't want to speculate on like the pain that he's going through because I, I just don't think he's faking it. Like, I don't think he's, you know, getting just sitting out because I'll just get my money and I'll just sit out and I don't care about if I play basketball or not. So I just think that we should take it day by day. The It, it, it all comes down of how he looks when he comes, if he comes back and if he does come back, and he looks like what he was looking at the beginning of the season. We just have to hope that he finishes the season strong because uh, next season, I, I agree with Keith where I just can't really deal with it anymore. 
um, next season. I, I don't know how many draft picks we'd have to add in to a potential trade. Uh, but, uh, you know, he has to, he has to just finish the season strong because right now we can't send him on a trade before a trade that trade deadline when he has zero to no value. So we just have to wait it out. And I, I said this also at the end of last season, we can't trade him with two years left on a deal, at least next year, if he has an expiring deal, but, um, we just don't know how much we'd have to give up for yeah, someone we'll, that wants to take that contract. We'll certainly get there. That's not a conversation for today. I mean, but yeah, I'm good, bro. Like there's enough guys on this team that want to play. There's enough, enough guys on this team that are outside the rotation trying to play. Um, yeah, I heard what you said about Sean Marks, whatever. Uh, they, you know, these guys, man, they, they get paid off of what they've done and they get put in a position off of what, they, what they've done. Like in the past, like I got to go on what's right now. I got to go on, like, what can you do for me this year? Um, and this is over. I think, you know, and Will just said it. Um, he's a free agent after the, after next season. Like, okay, move him. I, I think this year is his last season with the Nets. I think this is the last. If he doesn't it come back this be. year, if he doesn't come back this year, this is the last season you see him play for Brooklyn. Um, but if you ask me, I think that they have enough talent and can make enough moves and do some other things where – Come on, bro. We're not going to be talking about Ben Simmons. All right. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Hey, <laughs> congrats. Making his official Nets on Yes debut. Welcome, Noah Eagle. He's been great. I mean, he is spitting image of his dad. Um, this is a kid that was out in L.A. calling the Clippers games, and now he's back home. Grew up a Nets fan. Grew up going to Continental Airlines Arena with his dad and every other name they changed it to. And to see him on the broadcast was awesome. Shout out to Noah Eagle. Maybe I'll try and get Noah Eagle on the pod. One of our first guests ever was Ian Eagle during the pandemic. And he was super solid. I'd love to chat with Noah. I'm a, a new father now. My son will be eight months in like 10 days and um, nine days now. Like I used to be a hater. I used to be someone that didn't understand nepotism, right? Uh, you know, parents putting their kids in the position. And, you know, I, I used to be a hater where I'd see a Noah Eagle and be like, man, this guy sucks. He's only in that spot because of his dad. Well, one, he doesn't suck. He's good. He did some things outside of this market without his dad. And two, now that I'm a dad, I'm like, man, if my son wants to do anything like me, anything that I do, anything I can help him, I'm putting him right at the forefront. Uh, that's what you should do. Pass things on to your kids. So congrats to the Eagle family. Birdman and Birdman Jr. It was good to see Noah Eagle on the call. Yeah, absolutely. It was he was literally like if you'd close your eyes, you'd think it was still Iron Eagle calling the game. Like it's it's kind of crazy how much he sounds like him and looks like him. So we have the Eagle. Like we won't be too worried when uh, when Iron Eagle retires. Uh, hopefully that he he won't for a very long time because he's the goat. But um he was great he was great to listen to i listened to a couple of his games when he was with the clippers uh and i'm like he has to be back here because he grew up a nets fan he had they showed his like baby pictures uh and during that game right and uh he he had a bunch of nets gear on and it was happy i was happy to see that so and i think uh for the i don't know which game it is but i think uh one of our games this week uh vince carter is going to be joining the broadcast group Oh uh, yeah, that's and he's right. He's part of yeah. He's part of the uh, crew now. He's sort of like taking that Richard Jefferson. It'll role. be his first one. Yeah, 
yeah so i'm excited to see that he's he's the reason why i became a nets fan so uh i'm i'm happy to see sort of that tight-knit group uh expanding uh but uh yeah it was good to see it's a it's the you know the nets are the vibey like good uh good nice team now so i <laughs> i'm happy for those guys all right moving on uh we'll actually talk about the games, let's see. Uh do 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 the worst loss of the Brooklyn Nets season. A one-point loss at home to the measly Charlotte Hornets. I always make jokes about the Charlotte Hornets. They have nets in their name. I feel like uh, they're just always bad. They've got maybe some nets DNA. Things just can't go right for them. They just can't get right, but they got right in New York on Thursday because they Lost to the Knicks a couple days before that. Stayed in the city and just waited. And they were ready for the Nets, and the Nets were not. Now, I know people are going to debate how the end of that game finished. I know people are going to be mad at Cam Johnson or whoever you want to be mad at. Uh, Jock Vaughn for not having Cam Thomas in uh, his first game back. That's another thing. This was his first game back. Cam Thomas coming off an ankle injury, so... I don't know what people really expected um, minutes wise. I think I put something out on Twitter where I was like, yo, don't um, don't anticipate him playing that much on his first night back, getting back into the rotation. That's just not how it's going to go down. But all right, let's get your thoughts in the chat about the Hornets game. The worst loss of the season. It is. I remember thinking that. And then I heard Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on my brain. I heard. Evan Roberts say it too that this was the worst loss of the net season. I think he was physically there. And I thought about going to this game. I think I'd said to y'all and I said on Twitter, I'm like, this is the game you go to. They're giving out the city edition court. Uh, Cam Thomas is going to potentially return. And we got the news that Cam was returning. Everybody was hyped for that. And Cam looked good to start. But yeah, all in all, in all it was a letdown. That's a game that the net should have won. In the chat, we were talking about what the net should have been. And Jared Williams, like, they should have been 11 and 8. I'm like, it should be like 13 and 6. <laughs> There's, but don't forget those first couple games early on in the season. They should be better than they actually are. But go for it, Alex. What do you think about Thursday night's game? I'll get the box score up uh, with the Hornets coming into Brooklyn and, and beating the Nets. Yeah, I. this is all on Jock Bond. Uh, this this loss was on Jock Bond because he he's so adamant of playing his – defensive scheme where they're like okay we'll let them shoot and we'll just grab the rebound and just hope that they're off that night they were nearly 60 percent from three and the problem was that i the, the, the i was looking at nets twitter during halftime and the thing that pissed me off the most was that everyone was saying uh don't worry uh the horn we're only down three the hornets were going off they'll slow down they'll uh you know they'll come back down to earth. I'm like, how do you know that? Like if you give them uh, open shots to, in the first half and then you still give them open shop and, uh, shots in the second half, they're NBA players. Obviously they're going to score. And yeah. what was the most annoying thing was that he Bryce just didn't change it at all. Yeah. I mean like these guys, I, I, no disrespect to them, but like I've never heard of them before this game. And there was this uh, like guy off the bench, Smith doing huge step back threes and swishing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Just, just put. I, all I'm asking is just well, contest. They're just like contest um, them. 
and and I just don't understand why John Collins. And then the Cam Thomas thing, I, I get why you know he wasn't in the game for the last few minutes because he hit 25 minutes. But before he hit 25 minutes, the the coaching staff should have realized they're like, okay, it's probably going to go down to the last couple minutes, last couple possessions. Let's keep him on the bench so that we can use his last minutes for the last couple minutes for him to be in clutch time. Because when you need a bucket, is not you certainly clutch. need a bucket losing by one. Uh, just to clear that up, the guy Smith off the bench was not Ish Smith, who Nets have seen kill us in multiple. He was not a Nets killer. He was Jersey. not an ex-killer Ish, Ish, Ish Smith with – we've seen him kill us with Washington Wizards. I forget oh who else. God. But I was talking about Nick Smith. You were, you were talking about Nick Smith Jr. who had nine points. Yes. He, he went three for three from deep, and it's like, what the – exactly. check him. Like, how did how do you let that guy come in and kill you? But it really was – it was this Bryce McGowan's cat. And then when you look at their big three of Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and Miles Bridges, Rozier had 37. Bridges had 23. Hayward had 22, and that's how they beat the Brooklyn Nets. You, you, it is you what can't, it is. You can't win a game when you leave those guys open. You they're like they're basically acting as if they're scrubs. They're not. Like they're good players. Obviously, the Hornets aren't a good team, but they're still good players. Maybe and, um, not to cut you off. Sorry, bro. I wanted to show you the box score. Go ahead, finish it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say. Um, I was gonna go back to the last play. I'm actually okay with the shot. It's fine. I actually, if anyone like like Cam Johnson has the open shot, you know, you're fine with taking that. It was you pay my, him my to knock problem. it down. Some shots go in, some shots don't. Yeah, it's it's fine. And I was actually, I'm I was actually fine with not calling a timeout because it was just like it, there was an open lane. I'm like, just go take it to the rim, and you'll probably win the game. My problem was Dinwiddie, where he only looked at Cam Thomas. If if you or sorry, Cam Johnson. Um, if you look at the clip again of the last play, Nick Claxton is wide open running to the rim. If Dinwiddie took one or two more dribbles towards the rim, easy lob, he would have dunked it, and that would have been game over. If he just kept dribbling one or two more times, he would have found Claxton, and Claxton would have easily uh, ooped the alley. So, I, I, yeah, see, Jared actually said it. Uh, they should have lobbed it to Claxton. Um, and uh, it was frustrating the officials are always trash in every sport young black said there were so many calls that we never gotten and had one time out left yeah it's one yeah, of those games not having lamello ball and brandon miller, like when we beat them earlier this year the only player that showed up for them was brandon miller and then he didn't play to that game and then they still beat us because we just declined to guard them and then yeah i just i just didn't understand the the thought process of not guarding them when they were clearly killing us from three and yes yeah, uh the box score uh mikhail was good um claxton was good like offensively we were fine like i i think for we cam's first for cam's first game back to lead all scorers on the nets with 26 and only play 24 minutes solid the kid is a bucket bro even his first just his first bucket he made it's like cam is back and, and he looks fine but i knew in my head i told y'all on the last episode do not expect him to get a full workload. They're not going to allow him to go for 30, 40 points. He's not going to be out there that much. And at the end of the game, when you need a bucket, your scorer isn't there because he's young and because he's coming off injury and you stick with your rotation and what you've been doing and you take an L at home. Spencer Dinwiddie only nine points in this game, but I'm not mad at Spence right now. I'm really not. You know, when with all things considered, I think somebody said it in the chat too. 
with like Ben Simmons being Ben Simmons right now, at least we have Spencer Dinwiddie who's stepping up. Young Black, again, yeah, we might hate him or love him, but at least Spence looks like his old self. Like talking about Ben Simmons, you might hate or love Ben Simmons, whatever. Um, or no, uh, talking about we're talking about Ben Simmons not being there. Whether you hate or love Spencer Dinwiddie or not, he's being asked to do something and he's stepping up and, and doing it well enough. He might frustrate you, but it is what it is. So, yeah, all in all. The Nets lose that game 129, 128. A couple calls, a couple shots go their way, and they win that one. And they obviously should have won that one. Let's move on to uh, Orlando. I was joking pre show with Alex, and I was saying, well, Jacques Vaughn is a former Orlando Magic player and coach. He must have the inside intel because those boys in Orlando, they do not match up well against us. They, they do not want to come to Brooklyn and play. That's not a good spot for them. The Magic are actually decent. Before we go more into that game and box score, the Orlando Magic, are, am I reading these standings correctly? Yeah, the Orlando the Magic are right now, if the season ended today, which will never end December 4th, but just, you know, obviously for context, they're 14-6. and six. I believe the Nets have beat them twice, maybe three times? No, twice. Tw uh, twice and both by over 20 points. Twice, and it which was is... not close both blowouts which is crazy mikhail bridges had more points in the first quarter than their entire team he had 26 points he finished with 42 cam thomas had 20 spencer dinwiddie as i was just singing his praises trying to build him up he had 22 you get dennis smith jr in his return off the bench with 10 points six assists 11 rebounds and there's just a different feel to the nets when Dennis Smith Jr. is out there, in my opinion. Um, let's talk a little bit about bouncing back. This whole episode is 216. Nets bounce back after the worst loss of the year. They beat a good Magic team at home that does not match up well, well against them, and they have a lot of young players, and you would think that that wouldn't be the case, but maybe Jacques Vaughn, as a former Orlando Magic player and coach, have some inside info. What do you say, Alex? Um, yeah, it was probably our best performance of the season. Um, Mikhail looked great, obviously. Um, best best performance of Dennis Smith Jr.'s uh, Nets career. You know, I, I've been slandering him early in the season, but good to have him back. Um, I I, um, I still just don't I, – I, like, as long as he doesn't keep hacking and keep getting into foul trouble and also not shooting threes and just, like, sort of do the dirty work, then yeah, I'm fine with him being in the rotation. Um, being like, I mean, not in, well rotation right now without uh, Simmons. Um, and one thing that I really liked was uh, Cam Thomas's playmaking. I don't remember how many assists he had, but he looked really good. Like the, I think he ended at 27 and five. Uh, yeah, 27 and five. And he didn't have a great shooting night, and people were saying this is by far his worst performance of the season. That just shows you how good he is. 27 and 5, and that's a bad performance for him. So and it also and shows he, you what people are looking for. Exactly. Like, and in a blowout, in a in a historic win like that, Cam is finding his teammates, showing you that he's grown as a player. He isn't just looking to shoot. People are looking at uh, he had 26 his first game back, he had 20 his second game back. Nah, not good enough. He should have had more. He played more minutes. Nah, he he should have he should have more points. And uh, yeah, I I saw a couple of comments in the chat right now. Daron Sharp, uh, I'll give him his flowers, man. Like he's again another player that 
I'm 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 happier with him more than Densmith Jr. because Densmith Jr. this is like sort of just one game. Whereas Daron Sharp, I think the past few games he's been doing really well as a backup big. Um, I I I really like what he's doing on the glass. Um, his offensive game is getting a bit better. Um, he's not fumbling the uh, the ball where like whenever like it would just be a pick and roll and he he just wouldn't catch it for some reason. Um, and it would just, uh, that would just be the only thing that frustrates me. The one thing that he's doing also well is he's kicking it out. Well, he's a good passer of the ball. Um, so he's doing better. Um, I think that, uh, it was just like, I was actually a little nervous going into the game just cause, um, just cause Dwayne Finney Smith didn't play and Lonnie Walker didn't play. And Lonnie Walker has been our best player off the bench and Dwayne Finney Smith, I think matched up perfectly well with Bancaro, but we still stopped him. So um, it, it all came down to Mikhail Bridges. Um, Mikhail Bridges, I, I, that was probably his best game of the season. You can make the argument that he had a better game against the Hawks, but we, that ended in a loss. Um, you can make, uh, I, so this was the six game stretch I was talking about. It started with the Hawks game. Uh, these were all six winnable games and we went four and two. And I, I'm fine with four and two, but considering those two losses could have turned into wins. We could have gone six and oh. Um, so that was the only annoying part of that six game, this six game stretch. We come up against Atlanta again on Wednesday. So I hate to say yeah, we'll it, see. bro, but like them losing these, they got to find a way to win these close games because them losing these close games is all we're going to talk about at the end of the season. There's already like four games that we're, we're looking at this season where it's like they could have won that game. They were in that game late. They made a stupid coaching decision or substitution or didn't put a guy in or missed the shot or made a stupid decision. Cam Johnson's been on the end of a, a couple of those, right? Going back to Donovan Mitchell, opening night, and then this past one with the with the Hornets. They have to find a way to win these closed games or we're going to get to the end of the season and it's going to be the difference between them being a play-in team or out of the play-in or a playoff team or out of the play-in. You know what I'm saying? They could be completely outside looking in or they could be in this play-in tournament when they could have locked up uh, a top seed they got they got to close these games they got to win these games and that's why it's tough for me to get too hype too excited about them right now because it's like they're still searching they still have had a ton of injuries they're dealing with the ben simmons stuff cam coming just back like this is the month it's december people are going to start to care less about football people are going to start tuning in more to basketball and it's starting to take shape the in-season tournament coming up they just missed that whatever by the time we get to christmas and into the new year the Nets need to have their identity, their their roles, their positions locked in and be able to close these close games against teams that they should beat. All right, if you want to dial right now, I mean, we're closing this in nine minutes. I think we have two, maybe three voicemails. People were calling the voicemail right as I was um, signing off. Let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. Can I play a voicemail now for you on Talking Nets episode 216, not 215? Let's see if this will work. I'm terrible with numbers, by the way. Like, I, I'm I just like say numbers. Dis, I'm dyslexic when it comes to numbers. Like, I just don't. I know it, what I'm talking about, but I don't say them correctly. Like, my my son's room, the thermostat in there. We got to keep the temperature right for the baby. And I come out and I'm like, yeah, it's 76. And my wife's like, 76? I'm like, nah, 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 it's 67. I don't know why I said 76. Just get the numbers backwards. It is what it is, folks. I don't know. Can't be, can't be good at everything. 
Hey, Keith. Hey, Talking Nets. It's Corey here, a long-time listener and a call before. Um, just wanted to leave a short one commending, first off, Mikhail Bridges for the last, I think, five or six games. There was a lot of hate on, I think, Nets Twitter prematurely, and he's just been stand-up the entire time. The last three or four games have been awesome. Um, so props to Mikhail. And then just a question for you guys. Now with Cam Thomas back, do you think he should be starting? And if so, given you know how we've been playing, who actually would be taken out of the lineup? Because Finney Smith has been great. Um, and also integrating Cam Johnson back is important too. So curious if you think it should be them or, or maybe Spence. But Spence has also been pretty good at running the offense, given that he's our only point guard. Anyway, great podcast. Bye. Uh, he, he um, the, yes. Didn't he start the last game? Yeah, but uh, he's saying that because Dorian Finney-Smith was out. So he's basically like, – I think uh, Wednesday when we should have – This voicemail came in today. So, yeah, Cam think, started the last game. Yeah, he started last game because he came in for Dorian Finney-Smith. A lot of people will be like, oh, but what if everyone's like in – You know, not injured. Yeah, it's yeah, he started. So – um. No, yeah, 100% he should start. He's our best player. Uh, I would take out one of Dorian Finney-Smith or Spencer Dinwiddie and bring them off the bench. Probably Spencer Dinwiddie because it's more like for like switch. And you could bring Dinwiddie as the sixth man and run the second unit. And I'd be more comfortable with that. Um, and I've always been an advocate of that. I've always said Dinwiddie should be our sixth man. Um uh, and Cam Thomas should start. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that should be the that should be the play. Yeah, I'm glad he commended Mikael Bridges. I think we were talking about that. You know how Mikael Bridges went on Taylor Rooks' podcast and talked about Nets fans have been on him, but like, yo, he's scoring the basketball like a number one, and I don't really think he's the number one. But uh, it is what it is. They all got to work together, get their flow and chemistry. Uh, second to last voicemail going off now. Yo, what up, Talking Nets? I always be Talking Nets. I'm probably in the chat right now. Shout out to Talking Nets. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Ed Cole. Shout out to your name. Shout out to you, buddy. Um, you gotta go content. You know, I'm a big fan. Um, that being said, you know what I'm saying? I was saying that, you know, the culture pieces, I just want to know how you feel about this. Culture pieces with, uh, uh, you know, this is me. Uh, he and he doing Noah Eagle, you know what I mean? And Vince Carter, you know what I'm saying? Josh Vaughn. I was even doing my homework. I found out that Josh Vaughn, is was a teammate for Vince Carter. I think two seasons back to back. And that being said, we were ranked number four in defense and one number seven defense in both of those seasons respectfully. Now I'm not saying Vince Carter is a part of the roster, but I think in some ways or another he could bring that energy of of you know championing defense. Um, and you know, I just think it's good for the culture. You know what I mean? I look forward to us having a better defense. Uh, going forward, but how, how do you feel about that? Shout, shout to Yo, I mean, a few things. We were just obviously talking about Vince Carter in the vein of Noah Eagle as we celebrated Noah Eagle joining the Nets broadcast. And Alex noted that Vince Carter is coming up uh, with his first game this week. I am not thinking about him joining the coaching staff. The coaching staff is the coaching staff. Did you see Ime Udoka and LeBron? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I mean, everybody ran the conclusions about that, but Nets fans, I know, want Ime Udoka as the coach. That's never happening. Uh, this team was supposed to be defense. That was the identity of the team as we're talking about Ben Simmons, Dennis Smith Jr., Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith. The, the whole identity of this team was supposed to be. No? Uh, my, uh, 
my earbuds were right here and they're sensitive these are jbl earbuds like i think they're just as sensitive as the iphone ones my my finger tapped them and i was listening to evan and tiki talk about zach wilson not wanting to play so that just came in hopefully that doesn't override my bluetooth and i can play this last voicemail right now through here yo what's up this is d-rock in brooklyn the brooklyn nets as of today december 4th six in offensive rating 20th in defensive rating jack vaughn deliberately packs the paint he has our guys helping one pass away if you ditch that and just have these guys stunt and recover, we will see this defense improve immensely. And the ultimate kicker, having Claxton switch at times when necessary. The problem with that, you pull him out of the paint where he's not playing drop coverage. But what's the solution? you got to play someone who can protect the paint in drop coverage with Claxton out there. I'm going to buy the best tickets available for the next home game when I see Jack Vaughn play Nicholas Claxton and Harry Giles together. <laughs> Just imagine this five-man rotation. Cam Thomas at the one, McHale at the two, Cam Johnson at the three, Claxton at the four, Giles at the five. You should be able to score in every basket, and you should be able to defend at a very high level. I'll take it off there. Let's go Nets. D-Rock, that was a great call. And I laughed at like the fact that he's like, I'm going to buy the best tickets available for it. You might not see it. Harry Giles, you know, this goes back to what we're talking about with Ben Simmons, right? Harry Giles is a guy that I'm talking about. And, of course, my camera sucks today. Like, I don't know what is going on, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm lacking. Bro. I don't even know what episode we were on. Whatever, yo. It's frozen. They can still hear me, though. When, I, when I'm talking about Ben Simmons, I'm talking about guys on the team wanting to play. Harry Giles is a guy that clearly wants to play. He just can't crack the rotation. Uh, when I'm talking about guys, like I want guys with a chip on their shoulder that are that are healthy, available. Let's see him. Let, let's get to the point where we can see him. Now, do I see him playing Harry Giles with Cam Tom or uh, with, with Nick Claxton in the starting five that you said? Nah, I don't see Harry Giles jumping up to be uh, in the starting five. Um, no matter what part of the season you buy the tickets, but you're on to something with the defensive philosophy, packing the paint. Um, you're certainly on to something with that. Go for it, Alex, while I fix my stupid. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was going to say that um, I was looking at Will's comment talking about what the rotation should be or what the starting lineup should be when uh, Cam Thomas is like out of the minutes restriction. He probably is right now. Uh, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas, Burgess, Johnson, Claxton, and bring off Lonnie Walker, Dwayne Finney-Smith, uh, Royce O'Neal, and Daron Sharp off the bench, and then maybe Dennis Smith Jr. if you want to go 10 deep. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, it's just that, like, it, it's, it's kind of annoying how giles like it's unfortunate because giles if we if we mush giles and dayron sharp together it would actually be it would, it would be kind of the perfect backup five because fusion the, the, yeah because dayron sharp like even though he's been playing really well it the, the main the main problem or you know the uh <laughs> dragon ball z uh you know they they the problem with Damon Sharp is that he can't shoot. You know, he he can't. He's not. He's not a stretch five. He's a good rebounder, and he he is improving in this game. I I've been seeing that, and I, I can admit that. But 
the main problem that I, I was upset with Sean Marks not going for a backup five that can shoot because Claxton can't really, even though he's been teasing like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to come back with a, you know, I'm going to come with a jumper because he hit a mid-range. Uh, I forgot which game it was, but he hit a mid-range uh, one game. And he's been showing out some handles too. Uh, I've, I've always been an advocate of Nick Claxton. He's my probably my favorite player on the team outside of Cam Thomas. Um, and Mikhail Bridge. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, I don't know if he'll, John Fon will go with Harry Giles, but it's, a, it's an idea. Either way, that's all we got from the voicemails. Last thing I wanted to put up there is just looking ahead, right? Um, we just played the Magic game, beat them 129 to 100. And Jared Williams in the chat says, uh, the Nets don't play the Magic again until February 27, 2024 at Orlando. So. Enough beating up on those boys, but a rematch against the Atlanta Hawks back in Atlanta on my sister's birthday. Cool. Go get that W. Then you play the Wizards. Like, come on, bro. The Wizards. Like, last time we saw the Wizards, Jordan Poole went viral being a dumbass in the huddle. So they come back to Brooklyn Friday, December 8th, and then Monday, December 11th, we go to Sacramento to face the Kings. We'll have that late night stretch, that late night run of basketball, uh, West Coast trip coming up. I think they're they're playing somewhere else out there that we we have like a five game West Coast trip. Uh, I'm pretty sure like the Lakers is in it, the Nuggets uh, are in it as well. Um, yeah, so I they'll have, play the they'll yeah. play the they'll play the Kings on Monday, December 11th. They will play the Phoenix Suns on December 13th. A back to back with the Denver Nuggets the next night. Um, and then that Saturday, they'll play the Golden State Warriors December 16th. So that's going to be a hell of a week. That's going to be an interesting. And then the and then the Jazz will round it off. So, yeah, Kings, Suns, Nuggets, Warriors, Jazz. Uh, I would I'd be happy yeah, with three Jazz and two. that Monday. I'd be happy. Wow. I'd be happy with three and two. I think three and two is fair. So they're going to spend over a week out west. They have a game on Monday, December 11th and Monday, December 18th to start and finish that road trip. So that's going to that's going to be interesting for us. We'll uh about to figure out some things with with that um but yeah that's all we got man uh i don't know what we miss we missed anything you guys wanted to hit on anything you wanted to talk about um, closing this thing now about 45 minutes in appreciate everybody that pulled up to the chat you know i always say subscribe and like and uh tell a friend to tell a friend we're talking nets we figured out how to get back and do an episode and the whole week didn't go by just the whole weekend went by so um Looking at the calendar, man, I don't know when we'll do the next one. Let's see. There isn't another game until Wednesday, and then there's a game Friday. So I guess I mean I'd, I'd like to I'd, I'd like to do an episode um, after we have two more games to talk about and not just one, unless some other crazy news breaks. Let's plan on probably Monday doing an episode a, a week from now, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. It it there has to be enough to talk about, so we'll get there. But appreciate everybody watching. Everybody listening on the podcast. Let's see. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez, late. So I'm late, but I'll catch up. Let's go next. Yeah, the pod's ending, but you can easily go back on the YouTube app. And then my, I said Ramon will pull up. Ramon will probably see his name in the beginning. Three and two is fair. Probably win versus the – I don't even want to start doing that. What I'll say is this. We have seen some great Nets games where you thought you were going to go to sleep or wanted to go to sleep, and you should have stayed up. We've seen some great Nets games. Um out west so i yeah. can't predict whether they're going three or two three and two i can't predict what they're going to do out west but uh, it, it's going to be fun 
Uh, good for Mikael Bridges to get to go back home to Phoenix. Uh, hopefully KD plays in that game. They're going to see the Warriors. They're going to see the Kings, the Nuggets, the Champs, the, the Jazz. It's, it's going to be an interesting run out west to see what your Brooklyn Nets can do. Uh, anything else, Alex? No, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the West Coast. The West Coast, uh, those trips are always fun to watch. There's always like one or two memorable games. You know, we had the Suns one when Harden had that comeback. We had the Kings one where we were down 25 uh, with D'Lo. Um, I think we had one last year. Oh, yeah, we had one last year where Kyrie went off. I think it was against the Jazz, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, there's always that one. There's always one game that's going to be fun to watch. So I always like the West Coast trips. Cool. That's all we've got. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn. And then let me hit the little. All right.